Hello, one and all, to the Eat Vermont podcast. The mission of this podcast is to have conversations that highlight the voices of the people that are working really hard to feed us. We are also hoping that through these conversations, we can spark a conversation about resiliency in the local food system right here in Vermont. My name is Rocket. I'm the founder of Eat Vermont, and today's episode features a conversation with Patty and Travis Burns, the owner-operators of Kuya's at One Main in the heart of Randolph. Patty was born and raised in the Philippines. Just this month, September 2023, she won the very prestigious Royal Jelly Cocktail Competition, which is a statewide competition hosted by Bar Hill Gin. Not only was she selected by a prestigious panel of judges as the best bartender, but she also won the People's Choice Award. Travis is a local boy. He grew up in Randolph. And together, they have teamed up to create a food program, a bar program, and just an environment in general that is Asian fusion-inspired and full of life. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to Runamuck Maple, the sponsor of today's episode. Runamuck is a Vermont company. They have a glitter syrup which is a terrific gift for anyone of all ages. It's fully edible and it sparkles. But beyond that, they also have a wide lineup of infused maple syrups. So thank you to Runamuck Maple. And without further ado, Patty and Travis Burns. Well, I moved to the U.S. in 2006 from the Philippines to San Francisco. And then 2008, I started to work at a Filipino-American restaurant close to the Candlestick Park. So it's a busy 49ers arena and lots of sports fans. And the AT&T Stadium is there as well. So um, definitely got used to bartending in a high volume place. Also Filipino-American restaurant that had music and offered a variety of Filipino-American food. I was there for almost 10 years, then moved across the bay to East Bay and worked at an Italian restaurant where Travis and I met bartending side by side. <laughs> then we started, then we met working side by side, working for an Italian chef and who was a mentor and father figure to both of us, who's really into hospitality and mm. service as well. When was that? It's about... Two, maybe 2015 or so? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Cool. Yes, because we got together, I think it was uh, 2018 when we got together, and that was it for us. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. I moved to California November 2009, mm -hmm. worked at some random uh, restaurants and cafes in San Francisco, worked my way up to finding a position at this actually Filipino-American-owned restaurant in Oakland, where I was the front of house manager. From that job, I got a job serving, which evolved into bartending at the place that we met, Troboco uh, Kitchen and Cocktails. Right. Um, and I worked there for about four years. I took a leap to leave there when my buddy approached me and was like, hey, this guy wants to open a restaurant and approached me to be the GM. Do you want to join me? And I was like, cool, we get to do our own place, do our own menu, do our own everything. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is a great opportunity, moved on from that. That took a turn and I quickly found another Italian restaurant to get in at in Berkeley called Donato and Company where I was the bar manager. That's a different story. Mm -hmm. um, so after, at that point in time, Patty and I were together and we decided it was time to leave the uh, crazy fast pace of the Bay Area and look for a different pace of life somewhere else. So. Mm -hmm. We moved to another uh, fast-growing city. Uh, we moved down to Nashville, Tennessee for about a year. Oh, fun. Um, 
Yes, great um, yeah. service yeah. industry happening there also. We were able to work with some really great restaurants and manage some good mm -hmm. restaurants as well. And to just be part of that, you know, scene was yeah. really inspiring because there's music, there's arts, it was a busy town. As, yeah. as the pandemic hit as well, which yeah. was interesting as well. I was one of the first ones who got called back after the pandemic hit. So yeah. after the shutdown, no one's working, but someone, I was getting asked to go back to work and you couldn't take it down because you lose your unemployment, right? So you have to take the job that's offered to you. Right. And I work in the down, in downtown Nashville where so there's demand and there's still people traveling and yeah. there wasn't really a lockdown much. So I continued to work in pandemic time mm -hmm. and, you know, scared to like, what am I going to bring home or yeah. just um, pretty much sacrificing my life for what, <laughs> you know? Right. Not to mention this was around the time that like the riots and protests There was a bunch of looting. It was a really oh, hard time. Yeah, it was getting yeah. kind of crazy down there. Yeah. Pandemic and looting. And well, that was a really scary time too because yeah. no one had any information about how bad it was. Right. Correct. Or, you know, how contagious it was. Yes. Right. We, we kind of... You know, it was really hard to tell, but we were in Asia actually when COVID happened mm -hmm. and we were um, going around. It was a really tough start of the year for us because uh, COVID and then the neighborhood we were living in in Nashville got tornadoed, one of their <laughs> worst ones in the history. Oh my God. And so we went to the Philippines and traveled around Asia while COVID was starting to happen. Mm -hmm. And when we got back, we continued to work and then eventually it came That's to Nashville and everything yeah. shut down. Yeah. But the good thing with, with that is we were one of the ones who got trained to work in pandemic time, which is, you know, sanitizing every time someone leaves all the COVID practices that change, you know, and improve. Yeah. And I, one of the good things, and I still continue to carry that here, right. you know, is that, you know, always clean and sanitize and right. things like that, where people feel safe, you know. And that was, that's what really encouraged us to find and start our own thing, you know. Right. Also, we really believe, I really believe in the cuisine that we serve also. Right. You grew up here in Randolph, right? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so how did you connect that back here? So, how did you end up? so we kind of, um, when we were down in Nashville was when we were deciding that we wanted to open. I mean, we had this dream of opening our restaurant before we left California, but sure. it was all just yeah. kind of speculating and figuring out when that was going to happen. and when, sure. We were down in Nashville, you know, Patty was really pushing because, you know, we're working, we're working for these people during a pandemic, you know, what are we doing? Why, why, why aren't we doing this for ourselves? Right. So that was kind of the catalyst to like, let's make this happen. You know, let's start searching for places. Mm -hmm. um, we were kind of in between uh, Vermont and Cape Cod because my grandmother lives down in Cape Cod. So we would have a place to stay down there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we decided that Vermont was a little more home home to us, and yes. Cape Cod's a little bit more seasonal. Yeah, in the winter time, it's totally. very quiet. Yeah, a lot of businesses down there close in the winter. Um, Vermont's got you know year-round tourist attractions. We've got skiing in the winter. We've got yeah. mountain biking all summer. We yeah. had you know it's just beautiful foliage, up here. Yeah, yeah foliage. Yeah. We got rivers in springtime. It's mm -hmm. it's just a great destination. And um, at first, we tried to uh, go from Montpelier. We were we were trying to keep a space up there, didn't work out, um, and we had ended up going with somebody else. At which time, we were like, "All right, my buddy, uh, who had a sandwich shop down the street, was looking to get out of his sandwich shop and close." Yeah, this is Tammy's son. Yeah, yeah. Brandon. Yep. 
different. And so I approached him and I said, hey, uh, what do you want for every day? Yeah. I can. So we started talking and, yeah. you know, quickly became like very realistic to take over that space. And right. we, we did take it over within a month of opening up that conversation. Wow. And, and just for listeners' context, uh, Brandon Aronson is Scott and Tammy Sunday, and they run Chef's Market. Yes, Chef's Market. Yeah, yeah. kind of that yeah. lineage and yeah. interconnectedness. There. And no. he, uh, yeah, and he had Chef's Downtown Deli, which was kind of an offshoot of Chef's Market, um, but its own entity at the same time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was just ready for something different, and it worked out with timing. And, and so when was this? This was... Um, we opened the... Well, we took over the place in the first week of January 2021. Yep. Feb 26, 2021, we opened the sandwich shop. Ah, okay. Yep. Takeout only, yep. you know, still the middle of the masked pandemic, up. masked up, yep. you know, yep. hand sanitizer everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we were very busy for being a takeout only place. Yeah, yes. And where, where did the name Kuyas come from? Kuya means older brother in Philippine language, so okay. Tagalog. So Tagalog, yeah. yeah. That's just how we call it. <laughs> address everyone like an older brother wow. or uh, someone older than you. Yeah, it's like a respect term. Yes. Yeah. So, so like it's like it's like respect. we use bro here, but much more respectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, every male figure that's older than. Okay, so it's almost like sir ish. It's almost like but, sir, but they also but use, they also use sir. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we say sir and ma'am yeah. everywhere, and yeah. no one's offended. You know, it's just you know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> so I, like every time I've met Filipinos, they're so. Um, polite, but so joyful. Yes, yeah, it's such a fascinating. Yes, and warm, we love and yeah. we love to, to be respectful, you know. Yeah. So sometimes it's all you know. People think it's too much, but that's just what we do, you know. We yeah. respect yeah. the elders. Yeah, yeah. We always have words for someone older than that. So right. if you, then kuya for the guy yeah. and for the lady, it's yeah. ate. So I have ate. I grew up calling. I am an ate. I call yeah. someone an ate. Yeah. And then for your aunt who is, you know family relatives who's not your mom or dad you have your uh, tita or yeah. tito yeah. you know and then you have you even have manong or manang which is like okay. far away yeah. old older man but more uh, yeah. you know respectful wow that's yeah. great and so that's how you chose the name kuyas yes yeah. when we went to the philippines because we spent some time there it's just your kuya you hear kuya yeah. everywhere everyone's here kuya and it's yeah. just a name that you know we both can relate to i love that it's like you start with respect for something yeah. you know and, yeah. and it's such a that's such a great name for a food place because yes like you you can make a sandwich at home but you go out because right. you want the, someone else to prepare it for you on the experience of what they're envisioning Right. your mouth, you know, like they're yes. really creating an experience for you. So well, it's, yeah. it's nice too, because you put kuyas up on that sign and every yeah. Filipino that drives by is like, kuya? Like, they know, I'm going they in, come. you know? Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's an eye catcher for anyone that's been to the Philippines yeah. and who knows Filipino culture. Yes. Um, and they do come now, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, our sign and also people talk to each other. And, and the, we've met a lot of Filipinos just passing by and excited to come in and yeah. eat yeah. the food. And the fun part for our staff now is we have a Filipino couple that works here. Oh, and cool. they're older than most of us, so they're Kuya and Ate. So everybody oh. in the staff now is calling them Kuya and Ate. Oh, so sweet. they're getting to see it in action now. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So yeah. we have the wow. real Kuya and Ate here now. Wow, that is, yeah. that's so beautiful. Yeah. Can you talk us through the food program, like, you know, the inspiration and generally what people could expect? Yes. Yeah. Well, 
Definitely opened this the sandwich shop and with six sandwiches and one of them of course is the Filipino banh mi right. which is um, pork belly marinated in pineapple barbecue. Mm. It's a traditional dish, it's a staple, you'll find this on the street and the house. Vietnam meets the Philippines kind of, mm. you know, in the cuisine. Yep. And then banh mi is a traditional Vietnamese. Vietnamese sandwich which also came from the French because they wouldn't have had that bread that they used. So yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a full circle kind of dish. It's pretty cool. Right. Yes, and then, so the pork belly, of course, is so special. Over here at One Main, we inherited an open fire flame, so the pork belly goes on the fire, captures the right flavor of the marinade, mm. pineapple, the char even on the pork belly. It's wonderful. Mm. Then you combine it in this banh mi uh, sandwich, which are banh mi. Uh, bread is custom made by La Panciata from here in Northfield. They yeah. work with us, just giving us the bread. You know, they've been working on just always giving us the consistent, and they're great to work with. And they also make all our burger buns. All our burger buns as well. And yeah, it's just a really great combination. And then you can also do that with steamed rice. So it can go many ways, and uh, can also be done with eggplant for vegetarian as mm. well. So I think I would say like our food is consists of uh, Southeast Asian, Filipino, and American and European. So it's a it's a fusion. Definitely a, a fusion. Strong Asian influence. Sure, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a full fusion restaurant. I'd say um, yeah. strong Asian influence. You know, we've got the Korean beef bulgogi. Yeah, we've got some which is delicious. Free, thank you. Yeah, yes. that's so good. We've got some Korean fusion tacos that we've been running as a special for a while. They're yeah. Korean barbecue. Tacos, we use the gochujang, we yes. use, you know, toasted sesame, toasted sesame oil. Yeah. Just a lot of good flavor there. And then we put those in a taco yeah. with our, our dochua, which is a Vietnamese pickle that we use on the banh mi. Yeah. We made a burnt scallion aioli, scallion miso aioli to go with that. Mm -hmm. Top that with some fresh scallions and some sesame seeds. Uh, yeah, just really, really fun, you know, playing with those flavors and seeing how they can work together in different yeah. forms. Yeah. Now, you guys have moved to the corner here. Who's at one main? Yes. yes. And much bigger space. Oh yeah. Yes. Better seating, like full bar, seating, yeah. full bar, live music. Like, yes. You know, space for a stage. Yes. How's that transition been? And I mean, and talk about the bar program that you're doing now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Patty, I know you know you've been awarded for that. We've expanded pretty, you know, well so far. When yeah. I was also were helping out one main back then and working at Kuyas because we came here, so yeah. we. Um, I offered my help to Shane because, you know, they had no manager and I just said like, hey, can I come and help? And he allowed me to help the bar. So I had a little bit of my touches here already, uh -huh. but eventually had to pick, you know, obviously and with where I can just put my energy and I picked the sandwich shop. But later on, one main and close, but, you know, Shane had the idea of just bringing us in here and work together on how we can feed the town better. And Shane's a family friend of ours, too, so yeah. we already had that good connection yeah. with him. So is he involved in the business now? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he, Shane Niles and Josh Niebling are the primary owners of One Main Tap and Grill. We still work with them. They may not be around here physically, but we yeah. do work with them all the time. Yeah. More behind the scenes. More yeah. behind the scenes and just catch up on how we can just you know, improve every day and be better. Every yeah. Day. Yep. That's but great. the transition has been great. So we had 14 seats. Now we have 60 and yeah. outdoor as well. We have a full bar, 24 taps and a stage also, which it's been great for us because we met bartending. So and that's what we missed yeah. at the sandwich shop. You know, I had little wine cocktails that we yeah. did in a little teeny tiny area. 
uh, but now we have an ice machine, we have a dishwashing room. Full working bar, yeah. yeah. So, um, one of the nice things that added to that transition that made it so helpful was that Patty was in here helping them manage the bar before we even merged because right. she got them on a fresh juice program and yeah. like, you know, a more modern cocktail program yeah. than, you know, using mixes and stuff like that. Yeah. They already had a great staff. It just needed a little bit of tweaking mm -hmm. on, you know, on those things right. so that it can be a long-term. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was yeah. a fusion of businesses. Right. Yes, yep. You it's a collaboration of many, even oh, our yeah. staff, you know, mm -hmm. everyone really puts in their hard work in yeah. making it look like this, you know, it's it looks nice and yeah it looks simple but there's a lot of work to make it look like it totally yeah the restaurant business is notoriously difficult right. you know being a small business owner we were talking about it, i think it's just like a heroic feat of masochism but you know for those of us who eat get to enjoy the space it's like the most incredible gift that you could have is to be able to enter these spaces that people like yourselves have curated so it's just a, ma a magical thing as a consumer so on behalf of consumers i thank you but, you know, what drives you? Like, why would you do, why would you be so curious? <laughs> I think we're both just kind of in love with uh, the industry, you know, and working in the industry so much, having it ingrained in our brains through great mentors we've worked with over the years that like, it's not just about good food and good cocktails, it's mm -hmm. about good service, it's about welcoming people, it's about making people feel relaxed so that they can enjoy the food. So like, I think that's what drives us is like just bringing that all together, giving good food, giving good service, using local products, yeah. great cocktails, and it's just like creates this magic that, that uh, we love when we go out and enjoy things. Yeah, yeah, we love the industry. We love the industry definitely and hospitality, you know, it's like it's so easy to do, but uh, hard for many. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just doing that is easy for me and just doing what we love to do, you know so much hard work but the result you know happy people people driving far away to eat with us it's all worth it and it, it, it's not just hard work though it's it's also creative so it's, it's rewarding you know in that way right when you do have a lot of control over day-to-day -day, what the program looks like what the ambiance sure. is like and see being able to curate that for people it's yeah. so beautiful is there anything else that you guys want to share, like last lingering thoughts you want to share with the public about your lives, your work? Yeah, we're just happy to be here and we got the third place for best restaurant, so that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> really celebrate that. And uh, yeah, we're just happy to be here and continue to do what we do. And I would say support your local mom and pop restaurants mm -hmm. uh, is, a, is a big important thing that I want to put out there because like yeah. you said, it's a lot of hard work and these people are here because they care yeah. and they want to give you good products. So yeah, like, right. totally. support them. Support your Vermont restaurants. There. Yeah. Well, you know, Randolph has been on such an upward tra trajectory and I think, you know, we were talking about how Chef's Market really kept the lights on in town yeah. in Randolph. But to see this next generation, which includes you guys, to really be shining stars is creating Randolph as a destination. And a little bit of nightlife too. Totally, yeah. And what's, it's interesting because I hear people will I'll go around and people will suggest, they'll say, oh, have you been to Cookie? It's like, yeah, many days. But like, you, you share that word out on the street across uh, the state. It's just great. Awesome. You guys have built as a That's reputation awesome. and community, but you know, people, are traveling they're not just yes. local people eating here that's that's so what we shoot for is definitely to create a destination rather than yeah. just a locals place you know? i think you're well on your way it's great oh i appreciate you oh i'm honored to know you both and great to have your details appreciate yes. it man. Cool. Yeah. thanks sweet thanks for tuning in to this episode of the eat vermont podcast 
If you have suggestions of people that we could interview, please send us a message at hello at eatvermont.com. And if you are interested in potentially supporting or sponsoring this podcast, please reach out that way as well. Thank you again for your support of the Vermont food scene. And remember to eat Vermont.